This is a shock podcast. Shock. Due to the discussions of murder, sexual activities and assault, listener discretion is advised, especially those under 13. The world is full of dangers and mysteries. Among them are the notorious serial killers who have terrorized and fascinated people for decades. How did they commit their crimes? How were they caught? But most importantly, what were their motives? Ah! Can You Solve It is a podcast that talks about notorious serial killers. This is Irdina Ishaq, your host for the series. Each week, you will join me in sharing stories of global cases that had happened, not to encourage murder, but to discuss ways on how it could have been better or much even prevented the murder. It's another day at the studio. Welcome back. I'm Irdina Isha and in today's episode, we will discuss on Juana Barraza, a Mexican serial killer. As usual, we have Izwin. Hello everyone. I am back on another podcast with Dina. Okay, and also today we have an additional guest, Lauren. Hi guys. Lauren, thank you for being here. I'll let you have your moment during the discussion later. Thank you, thank you. Looking forward. This is Can You Solve It? Be sure to tune in and see if you can guess the killer's motives right. Let's start the story. So, we only ever really hear about male serial killers. But what about female serial killers? Juana Barraza, a Mexican serial killer and professional wrestler dubbed as El Matavi Hitas, which also translates to the little old lady killer, was sentenced to 759 years in prison for killing 16 elderly women. So actually the pronunciation L is for male. Oh. So that means they suspected it was oh, a right. male at yeah. first. Yeah, but then it's actually a female. Okay. So, how did this person commit her crimes? So, between 1998 and 2005, there were at least 49 cases that were recorded in Mexico City. And this case, the Mata Vijitas, has become the biggest challenge for the Federal District Police Court. And that was this person who was this elderly lady's mm-hmm. family member. She said, "My mom was applying for her senior's benefits ID card, and then my cousin mentioned, yes, a social worker came and said that she would apply for her. She didn't ask for ID or anything. She took off and left her at this person's house. And then when the cousin came back to see her, she was very bloated and her skin was blue. Ooh. What? Lauren is terrified. That sounds like Smurf honestly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, apparently she was strangled to death everybody. And so the investigation began. There were helicopters and more helicopters in the whole area. And then this person, she said that she noticed a number next to her mother's name. Mm-hmm. The mother was the person who died. And there was this number 6. So she asked the police, "Why is there a number 6?" And the police said, "Because your mom's the 6th victim." Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. So actually, in September 2003, there was a body, and of course, it was an elderly lady. She had also been strangled to death, and they found her with the cord that was still wrapped around her neck. And then a week later, there was another body, also an elderly lady, and she had died in the same manner, asphyxiated due to strangulation. So when the police started examining the victim's wounds, they found out that the type of knot that was used were very similar. Like even if other tools were used to strangle them to death it was 
were still in the same knot. Mm. Mm-hmm. They started thinking, wait, what if this could be the same person? Yeah. And that's only when they realized, okay, we have a serial killer. And so, beginning in 2003, Juana Barraza, she would actually gain entrance to the homes of elderly women by pretending to help carry in groceries or claiming to be sent by the government for medical help. And when she was inside, she would pick a weapon, like a set of stockings or a telephone cord, and strangle them. Mm-hmm. Mm. And household items, you know. Yeah, household items. It's not nothing. Spe- it's nothing special, really. Yeah, she just. I think she's a smart person who utilizes yeah, the see, tools around. To be utilizing the tools that. Well, I really did not think that you could use a sock to right, kill a someone. Sock, right. Yeah, a sock. Crazy. I thought it would just be like ropes. Because mm-hmm. mm. I think her body figure, stocky figure, actually mm-hmm. helped in killing the person, right? Because mm-hmm. she's a professional wrestler too. Ah, oh, that makes wrestler. sense. Mm-hmm. Baraza, she was very methodical about choosing her victims because she managed to acquire a list of women who were on a government assistance program. And then she used this list to identify elderly women who lived alone and used fake credentials to pretend that she was a nurse sent by the government to check their vital signs. And by the time she left, her victim's blood pressure was always zero over zero. So like that. Okay, so Baraza would then look through her victim's houses for something to take with her. Though the crimes don't seem to have been motivated by financial gain because she would only take a small memento from her victims, like a religious trinket. I don't know why. Yeah. And then police following the cases had their own theory on who the killer was and what was driving him. Mm-hmm. They didn't suspect a female at first. And then according to criminologists, the killer was most likely a man with a confused sexual identity who had been abused as a child by an elderly relative. Because the people that this person murdered was always elderly women. Mm-hmm. But what was the reason they thought that the man was trans? Yeah, that's um, the word. Because I think they found like somebody leaving but they couldn't exactly spot the person from the front. Uh-huh. So they just saw the figure from the back or somewhere far away. Oh, okay, right, yeah. okay. That I makes think sense. It's the clothes or something, right? Clothes. Yeah. But yeah, the clothes. That person wore makeup. Mm-hmm. So it's like it couldn't possibly be just a man. Mm-hmm. But the figure she has, that person has broad shoulders. Ah. So they were like, okay, a man but maybe not entirely mm-hmm. a man. So mm-hmm. transgender. As a result, the city police began rounding up known transgender prostitutes for questioning. Mm-hmm. And that profiling caused outrage in the community and brought the police no closer to finding the killer because, well, obviously, it's a woman. Mm-hmm. It's a woman, everybody. And Baraza killed many more women, perhaps almost 50, before police finally caught a break in the case. So the question here is, how was she caught? Okay. So in 2006, Juana Baraza strangled an 82-year-old woman with a stethoscope. At the time, she was about to leave the scene, but then another person renting in the victim's house returned and found the body. Like, at the time when this person entered the house, everything there was a mess. You know, it's like somebody just robbed the house and all those things were everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then this person spotted that this lady. Yeah, this yeah. lady, she was dead on the floor. So mm-hmm. he was like, oh, what's this? Mm-hmm. And just about that, he turned to the left or right and he spotted this this stranger. And they made eye contact actually. Mm-hmm. They made so he he was so shocked that they just stood still before that person eventually left. So after like gaining momentum, he went and followed that woman and he shouted, Help, help. So everyone around him was like, Okay, they know they gotta help in. Mm-hmm. And that's how the police caught Huana Baraza. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm surprised Huana Baraza did not kill the man. Cause I mean it's very you know how we 
we watch every like crime movie or like thriller, they would always just kill the person, whoever that has witnessed it. Ah, uh, yep. Right. For normal people to kill, there's a little bit more wary of like, oh, I might get caught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more of like, oh, there's, there's a witness. If I kill this witness, there's a chance I won't get caught. Because they're only killing... They still have a, a conscience in their head. To like a morality conscience in their head. Okay, but for okay. the serial killers, it's more of like... Specific. Very specific. I think that's my perspective on it. Okay. But right. but I do understand what Laurie was saying. Yeah. Because for another serial killer like Yu Yong Cho. Yeah. He disposed of someone's body very... In a horribly way. In a horrible way. I mean, he even burnt the body to death. Oh. Because he didn't want to get caught. Mm. Even though that's not part of the group that he was specifically targeting. Mm-hmm. Even I questioned this person, Juana Barasa. Mm. So let's get back to the story. What exactly was her motive? This is the backstory actually. Back in the 1960s, before the killings of this group of old women, there was a 12 or 13 year old girl because different articles they stated different things. So it was either when she was 12 or 13. So this girl, she was sold to an older man. And this girl's name was none other than Juana Barraza. Mm. So apparently her mother, Gustavo Samperio, was an alcoholic who would beat her at every turn. So Juana, she actually grew up in poverty in North of America City and had never learned to read or write much and didn't know who her biological father was. But the main source of trauma in her life, it seems, was her mother. Mm-hmm. So Husta, she would have done anything for a drink, like literally anything. And so when Juana was 13 years old, her mother sold her to a man named Jose Lugo in exchange for some say three beers. She sold her daughter for three beers. What? My gosh. Yep. That's twisted, man. That's so twisted. The exchange was so cruel that Juana thought that the whole thing was somehow not real. Like, even she couldn't believe it herself. You know, whether it's a joke or a misunderstanding or a setup. But Jose Lugo took her back to his house. And Juana, she actually waited for her mother or her her stepfather, who she trusted, come and save her. But no one showed up. No one showed up. And when Jose Lugo tied her to his bed, no one was there to save her. She was there for the next five years while Lugo raped her over and over. And when she had an abortion or when she gave birth to a son, she was just there. You know what? I didn't know it was this intense. Mm. Yeah. And after those five years, finally, only then, her uncles found her and rescued her. And it turned out that Juana's mother had been lying to the rest of the family the entire time Mm -hmm. by saying that Juana had just left with her rapist at her own free will. Yeah, so that's why years later, Juana actually whipped on camera under arrest and she said, that is why I hated older women. Mm. And that's it. Let's go to our discussions. What do you think of the story? Honestly, Lauren? I'm not sure if I hated older women or just men at this point. Mm. If I was her, Juana. Just because... That's a good point. I mean, getting raped, yeah, my mom sold me for three beers. Honestly, at that point, I think I might just hate humans. Yeah, that's so horrible. I think if the mother didn't do that, then she wouldn't have been in that position. So I would understand why she would hate her mom. However, to do that to other elderly women... And here's the thing, right? Is that all these elderly women trust her because it's a female, like, woman. Mm-hmm. You would always like, just randomly trust another female easily than a man. like Because of, like, womanhood kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And then this person would, like, oh, come here to help me with my groceries. Yes, ma'am. Like, you know, they're all fragile. Mm-hmm. 
thing for Juana to just kill them. I mean, yeah, but then then again, she killed innocent women, right? Yeah. Wait, but how old was her mom when her mom sold her? Hmm. Apparently, it's not specified here. Ah. So if y'all want to find out, you guys have to read it yourself. Dina told me there's actually a Netflix show on this. Yeah, it's too bad that I, I couldn't watch it beforehand. That's okay. Oh, what's the show? I'm not sure. It's like but... The Lady Silence. You can just type in Juana Barraza, Juana I suppose. Barraza. Yeah, okay. The Lady Silence. No, the Silent Lady. Oh, the Silent Lady. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to get your perspective on like female serial killers. Do, do they exist? They or... definitely exist. They definitely exist. Or they like do. they just don't get enough attention. Oh. Like because or we don't find them because this, like in this case people are going to be like oh it's it's gonna be a man killing all these women. I want to say like maybe the percentage of like men killers are higher so automatically like everyone would just be like okay yeah he's a man it's a man mm. but a female serial killer hmm, I've never really thought about Same. it because it's always like the female is always like the the safest person and like the the superhero in the story. Mm. Well, for me, I do think that there are female serial killers out there. It's just that they use typically like a different style, a different method where they could hide their doings. Mm. Because like if men, their killings are more brutal, by the way. Because in England, I'm not sure in England or somewhere near there, but like there is this nurse. It's an ongoing news, by the way. She's a nurse. Yeah, yeah she kills babies. Oh my gosh. But the why? babies who are just born, she kills them. But and is there like a reason behind it? I'm not sure. I haven't read deep into that yet. Mm. I think it's because the court case is still going. So we don't really know much. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yep. yeah, babies, eh? Why would you kill young, innocent life? Yeah. Like, they haven't done anything wrong. Again, it must be something traumatizing has happened. Or maybe her. they're just, like, born flawed. Maybe there's something wrong with their brains. Oh. We, we, oh. Never, we never know. So you think, like, the, the nurse is trying to kill this baby just to save them? Probably the nurse thinks that, like, she's doing the parents a favor. Possibly. Oh. Right. Could be. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you think we could avoid this in today's world? the victims in Juana's stories like how do you think we could save them and how do you think we could prevent a person like Juana from becoming a murderer Hmm. I think we've talked about this a few times and a lot of them goes back to the same thing of like being kind to one another it's always like the parents are always traumatizing the kids Hmm. it's always that and however in today's world if we're coming from the perspective of the victims I have a feeling the only reason why the last victim got caught was because she had a roommate living with her Mm. whereas the rest didn't and a lot of elderly people if they don't live in a retirement house they would be living alone because obviously their partner have passed away their kids have gone away I think that's pretty common in like western countries yeah for sure to live alone uh, in the UK as well I, I remember they ran a, Cadbury ran a campaign on to curb loneliness in elderly people it's like if you see an elderly people on the bus like offer them a chocolate or something <laughs> yeah so that oh, that's feel, very nice yeah 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 because it's, it's a problem I think it's a problem in Japan too where a lot of them just like don't live with anyone except for they live them by themselves it's an arising problem in Malaysia too it's called a silver age economy oh I didn't know that yeah it's a thing so I think in that case it's like for us as just human beings I don't want to victim blame however we're like we need to take care of our like think of how we're going to take care of our family even if it's just like even if it's not your parents our aunt or whatever yeah I think in overall we just have to be kind towards everyone around us Mm. there's no point being evil I mean yeah and I do agree that like parents play a huge role in raising your kids like not give them childhood trauma because 
who knows yeah okay that's also another thing is that when people know that someone is going through a substance addiction problem mm-hmm. help them I don't think anyone oh, yeah. I had a feeling because it's so sometimes people just don't want to step in and be like oh it's not my problem yeah if you know someone right now who's listening and going through a substance problem help them like I know they're gonna be angry like if you give them AAD keys for number but that's like the first step is how we as an outsider can prevent but how like as a murderer you can't really prevent like I don't know we're not gonna be murderers right how, well I do think basically each and every one of us should have self-awareness if important. you think you have alcohol problem go, go, go to an AA help. meeting yeah. Yeah. yeah okay okay so before we wrap up the story I would like to throw in my opinion too because to me this story as a whole is just sad because yeah. you see Juana wanted revenge for all those years that she was abused raped and being exactly. treated less of a human yeah. I mean who wouldn't be upset about it right especially when it was your mom's own doing that had led you to live a miserable life mm-hmm. so how could anyone possibly accept that I mean if only she had a protector who would keep her safe at all costs surely she would have had a better life maybe a happier one and I'm convinced that if she were brought up differently in a loving household yeah. she wouldn't have been a serial killer so I'm not saying that what she did was not wrong because it is mm-hmm. it is wrong Yeah. no one should kill anybody but if there are lessons to be learned here I'd say that to moms out there to dads even to both parents so if you have a child of your own one or more be sure to take full responsibility by being good parents so that your kids will grow up to become good people with great memories from their childhood mm-hmm. and to whoever out there who was treated poorly in the past remember this dwelling on the past will only make you more miserable True. and you will miss out on the present and this is evident in the case because although Juana was able to build her own career as a professional wrestler and she actually even had a few kids of her own it's just that she perhaps did not manage to see that she was in a much better state than before because of the grudge that she held inside and now that she became a criminal she'll miss out those good years with her children wow that hits <laughs> I mean on top of that the people she had attacked were all innocent elderly women and some of them were actually described as lovely mothers grandmothers so now by taking their lives from them Juana had actually created a new cycle of hurt and pain true to the true. family members You're left behind yeah. yeah. Imagine that creates like a trauma for like wow. their kids. <laughs> and oh. it just goes on. Oh damn. I wouldn't want to live in that uh, in this Psycho, world, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, so anyway in a way by doing that right look at the person she has become now I mean her mom sold her but she is now a killer so even though these are two different crimes but both of them aren't any better resenting everybody does not do much because it only takes you a step closer to being the person who you so badly resent so whatever it is don't be too carried away till you're labeled as a criminal so in other words murdering people is never the answer to resolving the pain in your life and though it is hard to forgive what more to forget when we are wronged and even if we don't want to do that but we must eventually learn to move on let it go and move on actually I wanted to add on to like the part where why do we think between the female killer and like the male killer Mm -hmm. so from what I've seen I feel like female killers they are motivated by like traumas and like previous events or like things that happened when they were younger but like male killers they just usually do not really have like traumatic thing that happened to them okay yeah why why, why do you think that based on a lot of movies that I've watched and also like some podcasts that I've been so I've also listened before usually I feel that female are more emotional yeah Mm. and men are generally more logical 
And so like emotions definitely attack women a lot harder than men. That makes sense. But not saying that men do not have emotions. They definitely do hide it. But what really motivates them on like killing people, I feel that it's like sometimes it's the thrill of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, And also sometimes, let's go back to the case of Dennis Nelson. He confessed instantly to the murders. So did he do that for attention? Like are men more attention seekers? Maybe. Like do they just want more like Ego boost Ego boost That they're yeah. strong Like stronger They have a yeah. better figure So that's why they feel like They can kill For the Thrill of it Yeah for the satisfaction Yeah To prove that they're strong They're men right Yeah mm-hmm. Or maybe something that has Or maybe the person that they've killed Has like hit their egos Ooh. So that's why Maybe And then once they've killed that person And then they find the thrill in it And then they just start killing Other humans that makes sense Absolutely Now that I think about it What if The knot that she's been Juana Brazar Has been using To kill Other people Is the same knot As the guy Jose That bought her Rape her Using when she using, was Yeah the knot To tie her up To the mm-hmm. bed could be, could be Yo. I feel goosebumps So attentive Lauren Good one Good one Good catch Alright So that's all for now But there will always be more don't miss us too much because next week you'll be listening to us again for sure. So hit the subscribe button and be sure to share this on every platform you're on. Thank you everyone. Hope you enjoyed this episode.